The year is 1997. The hit TV show South Park premieres on Comedy Central and famously instills the famous quote, Oh my God, they killed Kenny, into pop culture. The notorious B.I.G. is murdered in a drive-by shooting with the case still unsolved today. But fear not, because Nick Cage is here to kick ass with a mullet. GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for me. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Yo, 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 yippee, yo, yippee, yay. It is I, the Sphinx, and welcome to the Last Action Podcast. And with me, as always, the dude that hasn't turned the music off yet, LPJ. We're going to keep this rolling. Well, whatever, I don't care. This music's better than anything we're going to talk about <laughs> over the next hour. Listen, you can't let them know about that yet. Well, well, I think they've probably figured it out. I think they're probably going to look at the title of this episode and go, pass. <laughs> <laughs> but you I know what? It. Maybe not, because, you know, this is an episode that we actually put up for a vote. So a few months ago, we, we asked our, our fans, you know, if you could think of a movie that you would want us to, to do uh, for our show, you know, please let us know. And we broke it, uh, we looked through the list, and we brought it back down to two movies, and it was this one, Con Air, up against, was it Death Wish 3? Death Wish 3, which and, was my vote. Yeah, and, and this one actually won pretty overwhelmingly, it if did. I remember right. So here we are, um, doing Con Air, better late than never. Um, but, yeah, Con Air. Con Air, indeed. <laughs> I, I have to say, <laughs> so... Like, I definitely know this movie and have known this movie, and it was, believe it or not, a huge hit. It was a massive hit. <laughs> but after watching it so much later, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is this thing? When, when did you see this first? I saw this first right when it went to probably DVD or VHS, and it was like a family watch because I clearly remember me and my two brothers and my mom and dad watching this in the living room. Well, you know, as far as the movies you've listed in the past <laughs> that you've watched, True. this probably isn't that bad. No, no, I guess not. But yeah, I, I definitely remember all of us sitting and, and watching this uh, in the living room. And I, it, I think my dad may have bought it eventually this is definitely up my dad's alley this movie so yeah that's that's my first time remembering it how about you uh, i saw this in the theater i assume with joe because <laughs> why not because that's probably what happened yeah uh it, when, when, when did this come out i don't remember came out on june 6th yeah 6th 97 oh yeah so this is probably his birthday is june 30th okay. i bet you this was like a birthday viewing okay that's great <laughs> and then the next time I saw it, it might have been on maybe on TV. Yeah. And then to watch it for this podcast. Yeah, me too. I, I know I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV, but I've never ever decided, you know, I'm gonna sit down and watch Con Air. Well, this movie was such a <laughs> it, like it became such a joke. Yeah, it did. Like everything was, you know, if it was if it was 
if it was something they were talking about that was bad, it was compared to Con Air. Uh-huh. You know, because I think it was one of those things where people were dumbfounded by why it became as big as it did. Well, and we mentioned this before we started. I think the word why is is the theme of this movie and this episode. Yeah. Why? Why, why did this movie exist? Why did the things happen in this movie? Why are these people, some of them pretty good actors, in this movie? There's a whole lot of why for, for this entire thing. And whew, I don't know. I'm ready to dig into it if you are. But yeah, let's let's yeah, let's get rolling. So <laughs> this is uh, this is another Jerry Bruckheimer film, which he's done several. Yeah, uh, this what? is his first. Is this his, his first one with? No, this is not his first one without. Uh, no, it is with without, without Simpson? Don Simpson. Yeah, yeah, okay. because Don Simpson read between oh, the lines right. and was like, "This movie is fucking shit. I'm out," and and he left. Like, he hated this movie, and it was like, I don't want my name tied to this, which is making me start to think more and more that maybe Jerry Bruckheimer might be the source of some of these issues here. Well, I know Bruckheimer has a certain way of doing things. His movies... So his movies kind of <laughs> seem to follow a certain pattern. Like, there's always a little bit of a love story. There's always... Massive over the top action. Mm -hmm. There's usually like a hit song, mm -hmm. um, and then it's like a like a like a huge cast, like a big cast of characters. Is kind of how all of his movies sort of sort of break down. Mm -hmm. This has all of that. Oh yeah. I mean, if you look at something like uh, Armageddon, it's the same thing. If you look at he did Top Gun. Mm -hmm. I mean, that didn't necessarily have a huge cast. But it had all of the other things. Mm -hmm. It had a like maybe one kind of action scene, mm -hmm. and then a hit song, and you know a little bit of a love story. Uh, Bad Boys has maybe less love story, but more action and a song. And over the topness. Yeah, and so all of his films kind of have that sort of particular well, vibe to them. And the other vibe I get here is he is an on the fly guy too. Because yeah. we talked about this with Top Gun, how they were writing a script while the movie was going on, and that's exactly what happened with this film as well. Yeah, because I have a special story here that John Malkovich like got off, he left the set temporarily because he was so pissed about how dumb these rewrites were that he kept getting that he's like I'm I'm out of here and and they had to bring him back. Um, so yeah, I'm starting to feel like maybe this is a Jerry Bruckheimer type of deal here. Like when, when you know you're going to do a movie with him as producer, you, you better hold on tight cause there's going to be some shit going on and, and some random things happening and, and things that won't make sense. But that's what we got. Yeah. His, his, all of his productions seem to be very fluid <laughs> as far as like <laughs> yeah. how they go. That's a, um, that's a really nice way of putting that. Uh, it's directed by Simon West. Which he's a big action movie name now. He is, um, and this was his directorial debut. Yeah, um, General's Daughter. He was a producer for Black Hawk Down, which was a movie that we did near the beginning of our show. Uh, Tomb Raider, The Mechanic, Expenditures. What did we do? Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that was the second movie we ever did. Remember, you hated it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why I forgot. Which was about. also actually fits a lot of your description of Bruckheimer. It, it does. Films. It really does. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So yeah. So that was uh, Simon West, uh, and then we have it's written by, if you can say, written by loosely. Yeah, Scott Rosenberg, 
who did High Fidelity, which is kind of the oddball here. Gone in 60 Seconds, which is also Bruckheimer and Nicolas Cage. Uh, he did the new Jumanji movie, and he did Vel- Venom, which I, I hope to watch Venom soon because now it's on DVD. It was pretty good. I, I didn't hate it. It was, it was Really? Because I, I, it's very polarizing from what I hear. People either love it or hate it. Well, it's one of those movies where... Like the people that like it really, really love it. There's not, you're mm. right. There's not a whole lot in middle. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, that's uh, Scott Rosenberg. So yeah, Con Air, Venom. Maybe it's the same movie. Maybe Nicolas Cage is Venom. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'd make this movie better. Probably not. But <laughs> that's that's what we got here. Um, this movie made two hundred and twenty four million dollars worldwide it was a huge success and, and granted that huge. doesn't that doesn't seem like a huge amount now but then that was a gigantic amount yeah, 21 years ago yeah i mean that's a crap ton of money it is for and this movie which yeah. obviously on a 75 million dollar budget yeah and and then looking at some of the the contemporary reviews on it some some critics actually kind of liked it I, I saw that Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. I don't know what the hell he saw. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he thought he was watching something else. I don't know. No. I, I I don't know where you get three out of four here. But anyway. So, yeah, $224 million worldwide. It was also nominated for two Oscars. <laughs> All right. Sure. Um, they're both related to music and sound. So the one was best sound. And the other one was Best Song. Uh, it lost to both to Titanic, which that was the year that Titanic just cleaned house. Yeah. But we do have uh, the hit song from Con Air, which is... Uh, first of all, I had no idea this song was on this soundtrack. Like, I didn't realize this song came from this movie. Oh, I knew that. I didn't. I uh, Like, I had no idea. Like, well, they I played knew it song. twice. They played in the beginning, and they played at the end, too, yeah. and all that. Well, that's what I mean. Until I watched the film again, yeah. I like, I didn't even remember. Mm. So this is Trisha Yearwood, How Do I Live? No, I don't want to hold your hand. Let go of me. Please. Please stop. do. Just stop. Stop. Please no cuddle. means no. Cuddle me, please. It's not that late. If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? Oh, oh I, I need you in my arms, need you to hold. You're my world, my heart, my soul. If you ever leave, I'll be you to take away everything good in I don't care anymore. I'm still going with it. Then, oh no. What version is this? Ruined it. The, the real version? Well, I'm done with this. Can you turn this off now, please? This is an action movie podcast. What did we just do to our listeners? We we brought up an interesting question. How do I live without you? How does this song I end up in this you. movie? <laughs> oh, it's like you said, Bronkheimer's like, hey, we need a hit song. What do we got? What do we got? Anyone? 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 Oh, I know this 14-year-old in Detroit, Leanne Rhymes, who did this song. She's too young. Let's get Trisha Yearwood to do this instead. 
That's a hundred percent. I'm sure what yeah. happened. That's probably it's like <laughs> that's gold, Jerry. Let's do it. Yeah, that's exactly how oh, this works. This. <laughs> how did the, oh cause, man? Because I don't. It has. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It, and uh, again, it's like Top Gun, right? What was the song in Top Gun that didn't fit? It was um. Uh, take my breath away. Yeah, take my breath away. It was just like awkward piece in there, and yeah. was also nominated for an Oscar. Sure. So he obviously his formula works. It just works. <laughs> really, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't know. We do have uh, a little bit of the soundtrack. A little bit of the soundtrack because it reminded me of the Top Gun theme. So here's a little bit of it. That sound at the end. This is like a guitar getting hit. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Again, this is another one of those. What is the? <laughs> there's a lot, every single one of my notes is how did, what happened, <laughs> why? There's a lot of why. There's a lot of whys in mine too. Uh, let's go through this bonkers of a cast. Yes, please. We got Nicholas Cage, who is Cameron Poe. All right. This might be one of the worst impersonations of an accent I've ever it's heard. So bad. Oh, it's, he's trying. It's supposed to be an Alabama accent. It, it's borderline being mentally retarded. Isn't I don't know, it? What, it, I don't know what it is. Like I'm not trying to be mean. Like it's legit. Like it just sounds like he's slow in delivering the lines. I don't know. It, it's it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. This accent is terrible. And he's dressed Lord. like he's dressed like John Claude Van Damme from Hard Target. <laughs> yes, yes. Like you might as well put John Claude Van Damme in this movie. John Claude Van Damme's Bayou accent was better than his because yeah. he was supposed to be you know like someone from Alabama and. I'd never been to Alabama, but I don't think I'm going to see or hear anyone like that. I would imagine not. No. And and this is prime Nicolas Cage in his career, right? You got The Rock a year before. You got Face Off. It's maybe the same year or a year before. Yeah. You got a lot of Nick Cage going Th- this on this This is time. like the tail end of prime Nick Cage. Well, this might have caused the, the end to spin and crash. It might have. Even though, it, again, it made so much money. It did. Like, You're as right. much as we give this movie shit already, like, it, it made a fortune. So. Yeah. When did um when did Armageddon come out? Was that 96? I think it was 98. So that was after this. Yeah, but that's not Nicolas Cage. No, but it's still Bruckheimer. Yeah. So I, I was trying to think if maybe... I, maybe that was this was the follow up to that, but I guess it wouldn't be. It would be Armageddon would have been the follow up to this for Bruckheimer. Maybe Bruckheimer figured somehow this movie's successful. I'm going to write a movie about the end of the world and call it Armageddon. Well, because that was the thing. Like at that time, <laughs> in that time frame, every every big movie was a Bruckheimer movie. Yeah. It was like what's what's he going to come out with next? What's going to happen next? He was like that. We, t- we, he was like the Spielberg of that era. We fed him. It's our fault that this happened, right? Yeah, I suppose we we, we kept but supporting. If you his look garbage. at movie, but uh, the Rock was good. The Rock was good, and I'm again for as much crap as it gets. It's not a terrible movie. It's an it's fun to watch. I haven't seen it in a long time. 
It's one that's not on TV as often as I would No, think. it's really not. Not anymore. It used to be on all the time. Yeah. But not, not as much anymore. Anyway, we got John Cusack, who is Marshall Vince Larkin. I This might be the worst job I've ever seen of John Cusack. He, throughout the movie, I'm like, he needs to go away. And I, I kind of like John Cusack. Yeah. But, but he's horrid in this film. Every there's no purpose for any character in this movie. No, like I don't I don't even understand what he was trying to do half the time when he was in that desert or whatever. I did, and this is good on jo, on John Cusack. Uh, he's been quoted as saying that he will never do an interview about this movie. It's smart on his part. Yeah, he doesn't. He wants to move on from it. John Malkovich, who is a an actor that I love. Yeah. And he he is the only saving grace. He's really good in this. I don't know if I go really good. He's no, good I, though. I think he was for what he had to work with. Yeah, he is Cyrus the Virus, um, who's kind of like the lead boss or, or bad guy, I guess you can say in this film. Um, Calm Meany. Calm Meany. Yeah, he is DEA Duncan Malloy. Malloy, who is uh, famously as as uh, O'Brien in Star Trek. Pop quiz, hot shot. Yes. So in this film, Cole Meany drives around a Corvette. Beautiful Corvette. Fantastic, right? He has a keychain on his keys. What is that keychain? It's a communicator. You fucking bullwicker. Sorry. Wow, that was really... That was, was that too much? Response. Was that over the top? No, Sorry, it's just movie. Yeah. This movie's doing this to me. Yeah, it's actually, that, that's quite fitting of a response for yeah. this movie. Sorry. I did. I just glanced at that earlier today about oh, that. Well, so you. you almost had me. But. So did you notice that every character here has a nickname? Pretty yes. much every character. I wrote down a whole bunch of them. The but. Virus, the Marietta Mangler, Diamond Dog, Johnny 23, Swamp Thing, Billy Bedlam, Pinball, Baby O. I, I couldn't keep up with them all. There are so many. Like I, I got confused after a while. Steve Buscemi is Garland Green, the, the Marietta Mangler. Why is he in this movie? I was going to ask the same question. Like, <laughs> you could remove he, him from this movie. He serves no purpose. Zero purpose. Like, like none. There he, is, he contributes nothing to this plot. Nope. Whatsoever. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, you have made me see. We have watched a lot of movies on this podcast. Sure. There has never been a character that I have been like, this person is completely superfluous. Yeah. Yeah, there's no he has he serves no purpose. No. There's no stakes. He doesn't even interact with any of the cast during this film. No, when he has lines, he's talking to himself. Hey, he's talking to himself or like this the random four year old girl, five year old yeah, girl. It's in it? an abandoned swimming pool in this abandoned air. Yeah, that's why different... was she there? I don't know. What was the purpose of all the scenes with the two of them? Don't know. Why did we watch him have tea with this young girl? You know, my guess is, my guess is that... That Jerry Bronkheimer had a temporary stroke and no, just said, no, this will make sense. We're going to throw us in the movie. No, my guess is like during the making of this movie, they kept rewriting it. I bet you his part kept getting changed. And that eventually they just had to cut it all out altogether, all the stuff with him altogether. Which, again, is another Top Gun thing. Remember when, when Ridley Scott first had his first, um, you know, his first post-production of Top Gun? He's like, oh, my God, this movie is terrible. And, and even Bruckheimer's like, we might, like, like we got to gut this thing out. This, this movie makes me not like Jerry Bruckheimer anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't love Jerry Bruckheimer to begin with. Well, me neither, but there's a lot of movies that I, you know, 
used to watch of his as a kid that I'm now like, these are garbage. You know, I have a theory. That's the thing. I want to bring that up. Okay. So I think it might just be the time frame. The, the the era in which he's making movies. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, I, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the Bond films as kind of a microcosm. Okay. If you look at all the '90s Bond films, they're the Brosnan Bonds, right? Yeah. There's really only one really good one, mm-hmm. and that's Goldeneye. Yeah. The rest of them are all very '90s films. So are we just saying that the late '90s are just shitty action movies? I think comparatively so. speaking. I think comparatively speaking, I think the late at the time 90s, we loved them, but now we look back and we're like, these age horribly or that's just it. are bad. I think that's what it is. I think they age all the films from that era age really poorly. They just tried to go so so much over the top after the '80s successes of action movies that sure. they just they lost their oh, kind of heart. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't have a clue what the hell happens in this movie. Did I don't really. I, I can't keep up with it. Like I don't. I'm, like I wrote this down. This was one of the choppiest movies I ever saw. Yeah. Like I just could not figure out what anything was happening, what was going on, why it was going on. It just it moved so fast, and it's not just had fast, no it's purpose. Like the the film nothing had purpose. The the individual plot points don't matter. The ultimate plot point is... What is the ultimate plot point? Well, I mean, the basic the basic structure of the plot is Nick Cage goes to jail uh, for defending himself uh, and then is getting transported from one prison to another so that he can be released. And in the process, the plane that he's on gets taken over by criminals and then he just basically has to somehow survive so he can... He's got to save the day for his friends. Well, no, hold on, hold on. He doesn't even have to do that. No. The basic plot is all he's got to do is survive long enough to be released from prison so he can see his wife again. That's really what the whole plot is. And then all the little stuff in between is just stuff that kind of randomly happens. Like... like the diabetes thing with uh, diabetes, the diabetes thing with um, McKelty well, Williamson. I, didn't know, I can't even think of his name. I now. didn't realize that Wilford Brimley showed up in Con Air. That might with make this movie better. Diabetes. Despite my despite my hatred of him, it might make this thing better. <laughs> but like, um, I, I who's McKelty? Oh, uh, Bubba, Babyo, Babyo. McKelty Williams. His name was Babyo. Believe it or not, he's Bubba. He's Mike O'Dell, Babyo, Babyo. That's what his name was. Did my mic just cut? There we go. Um, that was weird. <laughs> this this bike doesn't even want us to talk about this movie. It's late. It is. It's late. It's real late. Uh, um, but yeah, like even yeah. with his diabetic, like the 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 whole not getting his medicine, it's just all happenstance. Everything in this movie is happenstance. Yeah. Ving Rams. 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 Good lord. I don't care. He is Nathan Jones, Diamond Dog. He's okay in this movie. He's, I guess he's kind of like the sidekick of John Malkovich's, and that I don't even. None of the rest of these characters he's, matter. He's not, Why are we still talking about these characters? Danny Trejo. Yeah, he's a bad guy. MC yeah, Ganey, right. he's a bad guy. Dave Chappelle, which Chappelle, I forgot. Dave Chappelle was. In I this. forgot, and he's great in this. <laughs> yes. And every single one of his lines was improvised. Yes, that was, was the best part. Uh, which is very obvious with the things he oh, says. Oh, totally. 
My favorite Dave Chappelle in this movie is the not real J- Dave Chappelle. It's the fake Dave Chappelle when he's dead on oh. the <laughs> when he got run over by the wheels of the plane. That was kind of funny. And then you see him down in the because that's the reason why the plane's not going as fast. And it's right. clearly not Dave Chappelle. Uh, no. yeah. It is definitely a mannequin. Oh, totally. That looks nothing like Dave Chappelle. But then he throws him off the plane and he lands on the guy's car that's trying to like wash his window and then yeah. it causes like an 18 pile car accident somehow that was fun yeah i, I liked that there, it i mean there are so individual parts dumb. of this movie that are so over the top and stupid that they're kind of fun but here is my other jerry brockheimer thing okay another person died filming this movie did you see that uh no the movie was dedicated to phil schwartz he was a special effect guy the plane fell on him and killed him. Oh, wow. All right, like, Jerry Bronkheim is killing people in his movies because a guy died in Top Gun. Well. And and Hollywood keeps giving this guy, because he's making so much money, he's like, yeah, so every now and then I take a life. <laughs> See, you know what? Money talks. Right? You know, you, you make enough money, anything's possible. I, I kind of want to look into Bronkheimer's other movies and figure out who else has been killed. I don't know. I mean, ugh. All right. So I, this movie's super racist. <laughs> yes, it is. It's super homophobic. Yes, it is. It is like I don't even. And I guess looking looking at it from was it okay? It th- that stuff must have been okay in the late nineties, right? Like I, that's I, what again, I think. like in, in I the period where we are now, you know, the homophobia thing wasn't and wasn't ever good. But I think that there was still a lot of. It was it wasn't it was as okay frowned upon as as it was just like yeah. people just did it then. And yeah. it, and they didn't they didn't question it as much as they do now. Yeah. And then Chappelle throws out every racial comment that lot. he could. You know, yeah. he's making fun of Native Americans, he's making fun of Latinos, he's making fun of fellow black people, he's making fun of rednecks. Like he just lays it out, which, you know, his show was such a hit. Which was that in the early two thousands? Yeah, I think it was after. It was well after that. Yeah, it was like oh four. Which I wonder if even looking back at his show, how that would be. But his no, show is very show different. Wasn't. His show is not like that. No, okay, I can't. I don't, remember. I don't remember it being like. I used to watch it every week. We used to watch it at uh, Pistons parties when we'd have them at our, <laughs> my parents' house. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I mean, kind of discussed the plot. I mean, I don't even understand why Nick Cage went to jail. He yeah, was, his sentence made no sense. Like, he was given seven to ten years for defending himself and his wife. Yeah. Like, and there weren't, like, witnesses around, so, like, it's his and her word against nobody. So why would he go, and he was a military guy, like, I don't understand why he went to jail. Yeah, I, I guess they were saying because he's highly trained, he's a dangerous weapon, he was being brutally attacked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get... Like, the whole premise of this movie is just unreal. Yeah. And then he's he's writing these letters to his daughter that he never sees, and that's the whole oh. kind of big thing of this, too. So his hair, <laughs> right, at the time of the crime, <laughs> is basically super short. Yeah. He gets to prison. His hair is long as hell. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, it didn't seem like the trial took a long time. It no. seemed like it all happened super quickly. Why is his hair so long all of a sudden? I, uh, 
I think he he was able to hear achy breaky heart before he went to jail and he's like Billy Ray Cyrus, this guy is in right now. I need a bullet too. I think that's what had I think that's what happened. This movie's bizarre. Going back to so the guy that was the diabetic, that is Bubba from Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's Bubba from Forrest Gump. He is like Bubba all over again in this movie. He's basically Bubba in jail. His his lines are almost the same. Yeah. Like when he gets shot on the plane and he's sitting there and and Nick Cage is like, I'm gonna help you with the southern accent just like Tom Hanks had in 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 Forrest Gump. Yeah. A supposed Alabama accent. Yeah. It's like what? Like why why is this? Why? Why is, is anything this? in this movie? I don't know. And then you bring back that that Corvette again. You know, the DEA officer is his license plate is ass kicker, and then he parks in the handicap spot. And it's like, why are you being such a douche? Like, what was the purpose of being an asshole? Just to be an asshole? I don't know. I like. I don't. Again, why? I don't know. And then John Cusack is horrible. I don't even understand. I don't understand what John Cusack was trying to do. Like, so from the DEA, so they put a mole on the plane because they wanted to gather information on a a crime boss. Is that right? Or a a, a drug lord? I think. But the guy, like, gives away his cover, like, immediately. And he gets shot, like, immediately. And it's, like, over. And it's, like, what? Like, why? Why? I don't understand what? why um, why they had to do all that on the plane. I, I, I don't know either. And then when you and then when they're transferring the, the prisoners, there's the three of them or whatever, because they had to make a stop right in Carson City. Why did they stop? Like what's the why don't they just I, have another plane? I, I don't know. Why wouldn't yeah, why wouldn't they just go right to the, the rendezvous they were supposed to go at? Was and, it because they needed the one guy to, to drive the plane? Because they got rid of the the pilot, but then they didn't have to get rid of the pilot. I don't know. And then my other question is, first of all, why would they be transporting a... Why would they be transporting Nick Cage on that airplane to right? begin with? Because they go over how horrific these prisoners are. Right, and he's, they, he's already basically freed. He's literally yeah. flying to meet his Yeah, why, his doesn't he just, child. why doesn't he just find his own transportation home? He's free, right? I guess he, he literally he's had on his way to he be literally released. had his documentation. Yeah, why why didn't he just be like you know I don't need to be on this. I, I'll find my own way home. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he was even on the plane to begin with. I, I don't know either. I, and why did Bubba go with him? Right, that didn't make because when they were talking in prison, it made me feel like oh well Nick Nick Cage is finally going. Yeah, but I gotta go, Bubba. See ya. Bubba wasn't free. But then yeah, I I don't I don't know. What was Bubba in jail for? Who cares? He should still be in jail, in that particular jail, not on the plane. He wouldn't have had his diabetic issue if that was the case. You're absolutely right. I I, don't I have know. so many why notes. Cyrus the virus takes this, he has this pin shoved in his hand, and, the, and that in the palm of his hand, and that's how he's able to, to get those cuffs off, right. and then Chappelle has a, a bomb essentially shoved down his throat. I guess. That he throws up, throws on the Native American next to him, makes some inappropriate wounded knee comment, and lights him on fire. And then somehow the one single officer that's on the plane 
is too distracted to calm the situation down. And then, uh, yeah, Cyrus, the, the, the virus escapes. Yeah, which, there's no, like, all of the events it, are so implausible. And, and, it, and it happened so quick. It's like they were on the plane. I feel like the plane didn't even, like, I feel like the plane was probably still on the runway by the time the whole process happened. Sure. Like, it, it just, I, I had no why, idea. Again, why? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't, don't know. I, this movie's infuriating. Yeah, it's it, it's quite horrible. Like, so I sat down to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching <laughs> it, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, this is weird. Like, why is this <laughs> stuff ha- like every single one of my notes? Why is this happening? Why?" And then I had to take a break, and I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe maybe if I take a break, I'll come back. I'll understand. I mean, I'll be in the maybe I'll be in the right mindset." It took me. I had to stop watching this movie probably. Three or four times to get up to go do something, and because <laughs> you were just so pissed, I was like, "Why?" I just like it made my I felt numb, like I hurt. I hurt watching this. I've lost brain cells. I I, I know I have because I've I've thought about this movie too much that like I could have like invented something to help out society at this point. I feel like. Well, you could have, not anymore. Well, no, for sure not. All I'm thinking about is how Dave Chappelle puked up a bomb <laughs> and, and lit his his he, neighbor on fire. He threw up a bomb <laughs> and lit a guy on fire with whatever it is he had shoved down his throat. And, and he had a match that was still in, in perfectly good shape to ignite the bomb that was in his throat. <laughs> Oh my god. It was just so many things. And then I'm wondering, okay, here, here's another part that I loved. So I don't understand why, but they go into Cyrus's jail cell. Right? Yeah. This reminded me of like the old Batmans from the 1960s. Yes. Where there's there's clues to solve something. Sure. But like you said, nothing is plausible to ever make you connect the dots. No. That this should work. So I, I have to explain this to the listeners. Because Do it, please, please. I Go was right just, ahead. I was like, what the fuck? So they find a hole in the jail cell. And there's a bunch of stuff there. Somehow, John Malkovich has found the blueprints of this plane and knows every little thing about it, even though none of that is even used in the movie. He just somehow knows everything about it. And then there's a picture of the Last Supper. And somehow, one of the officers notices, oh, all the eyes are are poked out. And then John Cusack somehow is reading what the hell was he reading was it a magazine or a, a manifest what the fuck I don't was know. it it was the Bi- it could have been the bible i don't know i don't remember he he reads this piece of paper and decides oh if i put this picture up to the words it will spell out words and the words were carson city and what was the other one? Oh, was the name of the airbase? No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How would you know which letters to put with the How, with yeah, the words? Where, I don't know. How would you be able to figure this out? I have no idea. But he like immediately knew. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then, what? then the other thing is they like, go in the jail on? cell and it looks like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. How did Malkovich re-cement that brick into the wall yeah. and paint it so that it matched the rest of the wall? 
And then there's a, a box that says, do not open. The officer opens it, and it's a bomb. And, course, a, and it blows course, everyone up. Of course it's a bomb. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it's a bomb. What else could it possibly be? And and shit goes flying, which I have to say as well, Nick Cage flies in this movie. Yeah. He seems to just escape like 18 explosions, and his body is just literally like lifting through the air like eight times. Hold on. I need to get back to this bomb thing. What the fuck was the point of having the bomb even there? Who cares that they found the stuff? You're on the plane. I don't know. You're on the plane executing your plan. I think John Cusack's like, damn, why didn't this bomb kill me? I wouldn't have to be in this movie anymore. I don't know. Because then John Cusack gets the tip of which abandoned airfield they're going to because Nick Cage drops Dave Chappelle's body uh in you know in into the into the ground like we mentioned earlier but Cusack is useless at this airfield right he's like all chicken shit crazy and does absolutely nothing right what does John Cusack do when he's at that airfield not much and and granted you know there's probably not a lot he can do it's him it's just him why is it just him yeah, because the the DEA or whoever it is decided to not listen to him, and every single one of them flew to chase the transponder of the plane, which they stuck in a different plane. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't know either. Like, and then and and then the the plane crashes, right? Mm-hmm. There is no fucking way they are digging that plane. Oh out. my god! There's like twelve guys digging out a. How many tons would a plane be? I don't know. It's right? just the, the sheer size of this thing. <laughs> and they're just digging it out with shovels, and then they're attached to ropes and are removing it from the sand. They're, they're not getting this plane out. No. It's not coming out. No, it's it not going to happen. And then the other Actually, part it's of this- only 11 guys, because this is when Steve Buscemi leaves and starts having his weird tea party with the chick. Right. But, my, but the question is, so the plan was there's another plane there. Yes. Right? That um, was supposed to take them all? That, I don't no, even know. It was supposed to take just like a few of them. Okay. So if that was the case, why was uh, why was Malkovich even concerned with digging the plane out if he thought another plane was going to come there to pick him up? I, why no, he, he said it was a plan B because the plane wasn't there yet and it was supposed to be, I think. I don't know why I'm trying to justify this, but I thought that that was the idea is that the plane was supposed to be there when they got there. He's like, oh, the plane's not here yet. We better have a plan B. And I think actually Nick Cage recommended. Oh, not killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But then Which it, is the only thing that makes sense. But it doesn't because why was the plane hiding? So was the plan well, just to, gonna, get, no, just to gonna, get the one guy? Yeah, they safe? were gonna double Not cross. The they were gonna double cross everybody and just rescue the one guy they were trying to get out. Okay. Because there was that there was that um what is it, Costa Rican mob boss or whoever. Yeah, the hell Francisco Cedeno. That guy, yeah. That ultimately that was the plan. Was they were using they paid Cyrus or would be paying Cyrus to get Francisco out. Yeah. Uh, but they were really going to double cross him, just get Francisco and leave without, you know, paying off the. And that's another scene. There's gasoline everywhere. Malkovich lights him on fire, torches the place. Nick Cage just happens to escape, goes flying to the air, flies underneath a truck, and then there's an old man under the truck. Why is there an old man under the truck? Why is anything in this movie? Yeah, yeah, I, I have it here. Yeah, uh, gets incinerated, blows up. Somehow Nick Cage survives. Finds old man, 
Says he needs a syringe. Says drugs will kill you. I gotta take a piss. A girl laughs. <laughs> I, I think I narrated this pretty good, actually. Yeah, that pretty much makes uh, a lot of sense, actually. Because what's going on with the androgynous girl, right? Is it's it a, a girl? Uh, no, it's a guy. Oh, it was a guy. Yeah. But actually, was it a female character? Like a female actor? No. What was the point of that? I don't know. And then he's dancing around to Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know. Which... Nick Cage is the only one from Alabama. I don't know. Right? The rest of them are from Alabama. Who cares? I I, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. Like that was the homophobic part. It's like why have that that stereotype in the film? No idea. I don't. My favorite understand. line though was was right here. It's when Sedano is begging for mercy not to get ignited by the um the flames. Yeah. And and he's about to say Cyrus. But he goes, Sai. And then Cyrus goes, Anara. And then he then he throws the flame. Like a fucking Bond villain. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he dies like a Bond villain. Yep. I, I like to. So then Cyrus has he does die like a Bond yeah, villain. Yeah. He gets he's on that he's on that <laughs> he fucking dies like eight times. He does. He's on that what is it, a fire truck? Yeah. And he's on the ladder, gets he's on the ladder. The ladder smashes <laughs> into an overpass. <laughs> Which then, would have killed him. He but he's still alive. He immediately gets electrocuted by wires. Yeah. And, and then and then he gets his head crushed. He's like it's like straight up Bond villain death. I was legit waiting for him to come up without a head and start walking around. Oh, yeah. Like, shit, I don't have a head, but I can still talk. And then he picks but up it, his head and he's carrying yeah, it around. But oh, it yeah. works because this is Con Air and this is a shitty fucking movie. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't want to be in this anymore, but Bruckheimer's paying me money, so here I am. Oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, God, what else do I got here? Oh, then Cyrus is, is coming up with plan B about how he has to dig up the plane. And the, one guy's like, what's that? He's like, that's a rock. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, like, the improvised scenes are even awful. It's like no one really felt like this was good. You know, then you got Nick Cage like, give me back the bunny. What you're, the fuck, that bunny? <laughs> fuck that bunny. You're going to bring me back that bunny now. It's so stupid. That's a pretty good Nick Cage Southern accent I got there. It was better than his. It sure was. I love how horrified his daughter is at the end, even me. <laughs> well, look at him. I know. He's a fucking bloody mess. I know. It's like, who the fuck are you, Dad? It doesn't even end with like a happy ending. No, not really. It's like a weird, awkward, like strange ending. <laughs> uh, here's another thing I have here in my notes. I have absolutely no idea what's going on during the gunfight. This, yeah. is, this is when they're like, so what? They they somehow decide to drive in between all this airplane debris, and then they've got all these propane tanks that are, you know, like loosened. Why are there a bunch of random filled propane tanks sitting around? And actually, I think, isn't there a special thing on a propane tank that even if you twist it, not actual propane is going to come out? No. You it, need something special no, it still as an addition, out. does it? It still come out, yeah. All right. Whatever. And then they just blow everyone up. Yeah. And and John Cusack kind of watches. He doesn't really... I guess he tries to warn them, doesn't he? Yeah, but, but it's a giant open airfield. Why did they even go through that place? I don't know. Like, why not just go around it? 
And then Cusack takes uh, the guy, the DEA officer's Corvette. Yeah. And then the Corvette is attached to the plane. Why? And then the Corvette's flying through the air. And and Nick Cage said something stupid like, I would say on a regular day, you don't see that every day. Oh, this movie. I don't know. And then, yeah. Then Sweet Home Alabama plays. Everyone's dancing. Why are they dancing? Like, they, they have no plan because at this point, the the government's on them. They don't know where to go because the, the drug lord plane blew up. It, what, what was the plan? Do you remember? I don't know. And like, they, they got back in, in the Con Air, but, like, where were they going to go at this I've, point? I have no idea. And then, and then the planes are following. And why did Nick Cage stay on the plane at that point? Oh, to save Bubba, I to guess. To save Bubba, yeah. But why? So, <laughs> His name's not really Bubba, so but obviously. Bubba. Obviously, the government knew what kind of danger it would be to let the. Why didn't they just shoot them down? Because of Nicolas Cage. Who right? care? Who right. no? At John, that point, John Cusack wanted to save Nicolas Cage, and no. that and somehow he convinced the DEA officer not to blow that plane to Kingdom Come. But at that point, it's it's not. I would imagine it's probably not their call. Oh, I yeah. would imagine at that point it's the military's call. Yeah, for sure. And they would have shot them down. And then, like I hear, he shoots the bunny, make a move, and the bunny gets it, <laughs> John Malkovich says. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And then somehow it's nighttime and it's Vegas. Sure. Out of nowhere. Yep. It just becomes nighttime in Vegas. Yep. And, and apparently it seems like a wise idea to land the plane on the strip of Las Vegas. And and actually, the government guys, Cusack and Calmini uh, or whatever, is like, oh yeah, we don't have enough gas to get him onto the runways at the airport. You're in fucking Las Vegas. It's desert everywhere. Land the goddamn plane anywhere that's not Las Vegas. Exactly. Right? Like, why is this plane landing in Las Vegas? I don't know. On the strip. Because they had to. That is the absolute worst place that anyone would recommend landing that plane. This movie doesn't make any sense. And, and it takes out the, the guitar from uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. It, it it lands at Sands Casino, which I guess in real life they were about to demolish it, so they got the right to do whatever they wanted yeah. uh, on that set. And I think a lot of this movie was just put together on the fly based on uh, what they had available to them. Yeah. So, all right. So, and then the plane is like coming apart, but no one seems to be dying except the Latino raper guy because his arm was like chopped off or something, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because the paramedics are like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I, I I don't know. And, and then it's kind of like like you said, there, there's a chase at the end in a fire truck because somehow no one's watching the fire truck or or somehow everyone like pretty much survived the crash, which is bananas and john malkovich is like climbing underneath and there's no one around to watch what's going on yeah, so that he was escapes super easily it's it's like they don't there would be so many police officers and other security personnel there that there's no way anybody would just would have would have gotten out of there yeah. they would have been able to contain the situation easily yeah and then Cusack and Nicolas Cage steal some helico- uh, some some motorcycle cops, you know. Some, yep. And then they start chasing, and that's when they blow up the black guy 
like legit, like he blows up because yep. the motorcycle somehow sped up on its own and crashed into the rear of the fire truck, killing the black guy. Cage is swinging from a ladder while John Malkovich is, I don't know what the hell he's doing on the ladder. What is he doing on the ladder? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what anybody's doing in this movie at any point. Money is flying in the air at the end, too, because they hit, like, an armored truck. But this money has been floating around for, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, how much money does this armored truck have? And then there's, like, people running around like crazy. Oh, and then when the, the fire truck crashes into the into the, the casino, they, he hits triple sevens. So then money comes out of the casino slot machine, too. This <sighs> <laughs> fucking disaster of a movie and i'm so happy that they voted for this because i we've done what 30 something episodes here something, on this yeah, show at this point, yeah and i think this is the first time you and i are equally dumbfounded at what what the fuck we just watched i don't, feel, I don't yeah I, I i i don't i don't even know all right i don't even know why we're gonna do this exercise but let's try it <laughs> let's play some role reversal okay so we obviously have Nicolas Cage uh, as Cameron Poe. Okay, looks a lot like Jean Claude Van Damme in Hard Target. Uh huh. What do you think of Jean Claude Van Damme in this movie? Who was offered the role? Yeah, I would have given it to Jean Claude Van Damme. I think it would have been better. <laughs> I think it would have too. Yep. Okay, ready? Other ones? Yeah. Uh, Stephen or William Baldwin <laughs> as who? Cameron Poe. Oh, as Poe. Nick, Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah, sure. They do okay, all right. Sure. Um, <laughs> then we've also got, uh, you know, the usual suspects. Tom Cruise, <laughs> Johnny Depp. Let me read you this. I'm just going to read you the list. Ready? Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Dolph Lundgren, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Kurt Russell, Schwarzenegger, Seagal, Stallone, Bruce Willis. Any of those actors, do you think? Like, I think this is. I think this should have been a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, it should have. Um, and I think it should have been his character from Hard Target. <laughs> that should have been Hard Target. It too. should have just been Hard Target too. I would not have given that role to Tom Cruise. Those other people could have probably done it. Sure, not Tom Cruise. All right, so we got John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus. The first yep. choice was actually Gary Oldman, which I think Gary Oldman would have been pretty good. Yeah, I mean Malkovich does a good job, but, yep. but Gary Oldman would have worked. And then other ones, I mean, like Kevin Bacon. As who? As Cyrus? Yeah. He could have been a good Nicolas Cage. He could have been he a could have. good Poe. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I could kind of see that a little bit. Uh, and then they went older, too. They went like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, uh, actually, I could see that. Tom Sizemore. Eh, sure. Ed Harris, who they just made uh, with, you know, um, The Rock with. Yeah. All right, ready? Here we go. <laughs> John Cusack is Vince Larkin. Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. He would have been better. Yeah, he would have been. Charlie Sheen would have been better. He would have been great, actually. Matthew Broderick would have been Would have been better. Matthew Broderick also could have been Nicolas Cage. He could have been Nicolas Cage. Yep. God, this fucking movie. Nobody wanted to make this movie for the right reasons. Yep. And the people that made this movie made it for all the wrong reasons. Yes, they did. Which is why half of them didn't want to ever talk about this movie ever again. Which makes sense to me. So, yeah. So that's Con Air. You got anything else you want to add to this? Hell no. I don't have... I mean, all of my notes at this point, it doesn't matter. No. We've wasted now three hours on this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So, what the fuck are we going to do with this? <laughs> you want to go first, second? I don't know, man. Uh, fuck, you tell me. I'll go first. All right. This movie is entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an appropriate use of a question mark. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm just going to say this. This movie is entertaining? One, one, one machine gun. <laughs> and that's all I want to say. Fair enough. <laughs> um, this movie. Oh man, a lot of you people voted with your with your hearts and not your brains. This movie. I mean, I compare movie. this to like a Roadhouse and a and a Hard Target. But and some, but Roadhouse and, and Hard Target and some, are both better because yes. they're over the top and crazy. But there's still better movies than this. Yeah. Because this like movie a, was crazy and didn't make any sense. Even a big drama Little China where we have like mystical beings and people catching knives with their bare hands. I believe that more than what happened in this movie. I don't. Oh, man, this movie. So. What, what are you rating this? I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it. I'm going to give it a two just because it's a spectacle. It's like it's something you can it's something you can watch and if you're able to completely suspend your disbelief <laughs> there's parts of it you will enjoy and Melkovich yeah. is good yeah. but man this is a hot piece of garbage this movie is <laughs> like it's so bad uh, if we started watching it right now <laughs> I might understand it more because it's late <laughs> God, this movie is so terrible. Jeez, oh, Pete. I hate you people who voted for this. I don't know that I, I'm ever going to accept for, your friend requests. For all of you that made us watch this, you now have to watch it. Yes. And tell us how you feel about this and film. Higgy, next time you want Death Wish 3, you better get more of your friends to vote for it because... This is what happens. You know what? This is what you know happens what this when is? we have nice things. You know what this is? What is this? This is the 2016 election. <laughs> this is people oh, not God. getting out and voting when they should have. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I feel like this might be Donald Trump's favorite movie. <laughs> I feel like this is a great movie. I heavily support it. Lock her up. Let's, let's not get... <laughs> we can't get political. Let's stop with that. All right. All right. So, you know what? You do the business. Well, before we do the business... What a hell of a way to end my my ride here. It's it's not a full end, but I, I do want to share with everybody that um, I do have another job that is uh, opened up in my life that I will be starting, and I'm very excited for that. Proctologist? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, my bad. <laughs> Wrong. But um, it is going to take me away from the show for a little while. Um, if you had listened to our Patreon special back in December, we had announced that it was going to be Joe. That would be taking over for me. So I do wish Joe and, and LPJ the best. I hope that when I come back in the spring that the show will still exist. LPJ, can you promise that? Or are you going to turn up into Con Air garbage here? No, I can guarantee you <laughs> there will be no more fan votes. <laughs> nice. So, But I, I do have to say from the bottom of my heart, you know, when, when LPJ asked me uh, to come on board with this project, um, in the spring of last year, you know, I was very excited for it. I thought it'd be a fun thing. It, it's turned out to to really be a part of my life, to be quite honest. And 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 that's really because of you guys. Like, you know, our our listeners 
have have really come out um, and have appreciated our show and have supported us. And and in all honesty, I would say like if if you can continue to um, to support us and help us, you you do have an opportunity with with Patreon uh, to do so. And it doesn't just help out our show; it helps out all of our shows on Gamezilla Media, which include um, Gamezilla Podcast, uh, Noobs and Dragons. Um, Legend of Retro and, and the Movie Blast. You know, we all work hard trying to offer you guys some some great entertainment for you to get some laughs, for you to get some news when it comes to certain other shows. Um, and so, yeah, we would love to have your your continued support there on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can you can help us out. We can continue to do all these things um, as we go through. So, yeah, that's that's what I have. All right. Well, Sphinx, uh, I look forward to your return in a few months. Um, show's going to keep going for now. Obviously, you're still going to have some input on the show. Oh, for sure. I'm not like disappearing. I'm not no, being. You're blo- You're still going to blog, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm not being sent to Mars or being sent to a desert in Mexico where I have to dig up a plane within five minutes to, to get it out. <laughs> I'm not, not doing any of those things. You might have a better better chance <laughs> than the people in this movie. Can I just say one last time? This movie was fucking horrible. Fucking movie. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, with that, this last action podcast has been terminated. But I'll be back. <laughs>